public statement released this week, um, the NAACP of Maryland said it has attempted to work with state and local education agencies to remedy the dreadful education circumstances that confront the children. Um, they cited the lagging academic achievement, students graduating without the necessary proficiency, breakdown in school discipline, the inappropriate treatment of special education students, and school-to-prison pipeline. And they said no longer can we allow school systems, whether they're governed by African Americans or whomever, to continue to destroy our children's way of life. Is this unprecedented? Uh, it's unprecedented because this is the first time I can remember uh, of an organization going through the legal means as opposed to a political means to try to address this. Normally, if you have an issue with your school board or the uh, issue of the educational system, you'll say, well, let's vote for a new mayor. Let's vote for a new city council president. Let's uh, petition the state for more funding. Uh, this is the first time when you have civil rights attorney Ben Crump and other community groups literally suing the city. Uh, over the conditions in schools. And I'm hoping that this, if nothing else, brings attention to the uh, need for uh, education reform nationally, because Baltimore is not alone. Uh, we have a, uh, not alone, we have a public education crisis in this country that needs more attention being brought to it. I would love that the same amount of attention that people bring to getting drag shows out of schools, we will bring to bringing uh, more educational opportunity into schools. And the national conversation has to shift because right now our students are lagging behind almost every other industrial country and now most of the developing nations are catching and surpassing our young people because we do not take education seriously we see a uh, school is just being somewhere to watch our kids while the parents go out and make money and we are not preparing them going forward i'm proud of the NAACP for taking this unprecedented state i'm hoping other jurisdictions will do the same thing uh parents and community organizers doing uh coming together to do that because if you have a national push on this maybe that will finally get the national resources necessary but but the, i think I'm going to stay with you. I, I think the most important question is why, um, after so much progress, that the kids continue to suffer the most. And is it that the educators no longer have the capacity um, to teach the kids? Are, are the teachers are restrained? Are the classrooms too full? Or, uh, or is it some can say, is it the teachers union? Why is it, is it so consistent, particularly in these disenfranchised communities all across the country that this can have, continues to happen to these brown children? Uh, because these are the people who don't have lobbyists. There's no one who is a lobbyist for young people and for ch children and for uh, for the public school system. Think to yourself, how often do you see new schools built versus how often you see new stadiums being built by major cities? Or how often you see new uh, housing developments and uh, multi-billion dollar uh, condos being built? Because it is not a instant e economic driver because it does not have uh, lobbyists pouring millions and billions of dollars into it. That's why people take their eye off the ball with public education and particularly when it comes to poor children, because poor children, their ch their parents are more likely to be working more hours, uh, to not be able to attend uh, school board meetings, city council meetings, uh, et cetera. And so it's easiest to put them be uh, behind instead of standing up and doing what is right for those communities. And this is why it takes a concentrated community effort to make changes. It's not as if the money does not exist. It's just simply the question of how do we allocate it. Your first day of political science class in college, they say politics is the question of who gets what when. And for some reason, we've decided in this country, students get the least last. So, Marvin Pete, 
a serial entrepreneur, um, ambassador of peace. We, we welcome you to the broadcast. You know, uh, all of us get these pop-ups on our phones. And, you know, these pop-ups with young kids, I mean, children, um, going live on TikTok, celebrating going into these stores and stealing and looting as if it's a badge of honor. And we, being entrepreneurs, can only imagine the impact that has on those small businesses that could literally put them out of business. Why is this behavior becoming so acceptable? Why are there no consequences for it? And what will it take to change this, to make these kids realize that this is wrong and eventually, whether they realize the consequences or not, they sometimes they may pay a price with their life because not everybody's going to sit around and allow you to destroy their way of life, destroy their business. Somebody's just going to snap and you're going to shoot these kids just like the behavior they're exhibiting like animals. This is what's going to happen. Absolutely. You know, it is unacceptable and no one wants to lose their business and lose their, their wealth. They work so hard to create a business and someone comes in and steal the merchandise and then brag about it on uh, social media. But let's remember that the crime didn't start with those kids. It didn't start with those children. This has been a systemic problem that has been going on in this country for a long time before they were even born. It doesn't make it right. See, America doesn't necessarily have a poverty issue in terms of economics and crime, way of life. The true poverty is in consciousness and heart. There's a lack of it because you have those who have more and then those that are being marginalized, looked over, set aside. They say that America is the land of opportunity and that it is, and we're grateful. I've traveled the world and there's no other place I would rather live than here in America. However, opportunity only suggests that there's possibility, which is great. But when do we become a nation of access, which gives people a way in where they can have expression where they can take whatever they came to this planet with and share with the rest of the world, that they can find value in themselves and value in America. Well, well, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me interrupt you. Well, then how yes. did you, if, if that's the case, then how did you find success? What was, so, spe what was so special the, about your life? Were you just saying you're an exception? No, no, not an exception well, at all. Okay, Listen, so, what I did was I rebelled against the conditions. I rebelled against the poverty. I rebelled against the crime, the violence in my neighborhoods. I rebelled against those things because I knew that there was something more in me than what was around me. And so when I grew and created organizations to help people just like me, we had our government that was uh, financing, keeping people in those conditions. So, so are, you saying, are you saying that the kids don't have the same capacity as you through honor and work ethic and discipline, and no matter what the obstacles are, you can still find what do we consider to be the American dream? You can still have it, but it has to be presented to them 
And there has to be presented to, present to them by whom? Their parents, by, the school, TV. So, so by, by every person on the planet. Let's let's understand this: that every person that is here, we are innately microcosmic co-creators of the universe, God, our America, and the world's intent and purpose. None of us are exempt. When we start to do it, each individual, then we create a critical mass that would send a message to America, to the government, that this has to shift. But it's not going to be done only because I've been hearing this story since I was a kid. And we talk about the crisis, what's happening in the school, what's happening in crime. And it's the same thing over and over again. But when do we take resources that will open up and give people access to speak for themselves, to give expression, to have a sense of belonging longing and ownership that is missing okay. and it's never talked okay about. okay so what while all that sounds good and well-meaning what is it that they must do in the process in terms of their own accountability and responsibility and what you're discussing what has to happen for each individual with me i saw examples i saw standards right outside of the environment that i was in i looked at people um, sports i looked at michael jordan and I saw how he would fight to win those games. And it inspired me so much. And everyday life was my basketball game. It was my game seven. And I would fight to win. I would fight for the next meal. I would fight for a place to stay. And I used that to teach other people, not necessarily forcing people, because some folks just don't want it. They will resent you for helping them. You have to know that you want something better. But you have to present people with something better because when you see it, you hear this all the time, you can be it, you can do it. But where is it seen when they're stuck in these communities, the resources aren't in those communities, but they can look at TV and on, they can look at internet and see everybody with these grandiose idea, lifestyles and they want them themselves. How do I get that? Where's the way? Give me some inspiration. So I dedicate my life to helping these individuals and eliminating every excuse. You tell me what it is that you desire, and we put resources there. Another thing, taxpayers are paying taxes so that they can help to liberate not just themselves, but the people around them in America and the world. They need a return on that investment. We should look at our government that, that they, they said to me, we just want you to house homeless veterans, feed them, Give them housing, don't worry about them working, about being entrepreneurs. This is the way we want it. Well, I shut the program down. I'm talking about the Veterans Administration. I shut it down because these individuals have something to say in the world, otherwise they wouldn't be here. So when you come to my program, I wanna know where you come from. What are you doing now? What are your dreams and your aspirations and put resources there and hold you accountable. So instead of giving money to have people warehouse them and give them nothing, let's put real resources of the mind and the heart in these individuals that will lift them, that will elevate them to be better individuals so we can have a better community, a better America, and a better world. Thank you for listening to this week's episode.